And it's a pleasure to welcome back on the fifth quarter tonight in one of the most roundabout fashions ever. Quick story. Jaden Reed was all set to go. Texted me this morning, 8 o'clock, said he couldn't make it. So the locker room was after practice today, and on Mondays, you guys are nowhere to be found anyway. A few scattered in and out, but that was a bit. So I ran into Josh Myers. said, Josh, can you come over? I need a pinch hitter really bad. said, I think so, uh, but i got to check with the boss first. All right? Is fiance or did they get married yet? This is girlfriend. Girlfriend. All right. So, well, the girlfriend. Wow, you really said, elevated that relationship, Mark. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> That's know. a lot of pressure on Josh all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, I know. So, anyway, Josh texted me at about 3.30 and said, can't make it. Got some stuff. We're looking for houses or whatever. But I got John Runyon to come on by. And I tell you what, the offensive line room is the greatest room on any team in any city. And this is testament to that because here he is, his fourth-year player for the University of Michigan. He has been the stalwart player on this Packers offensive line. He has started 38 of the last 39 games uh, uh, at the offensive line, uh, far and away the best run of anyone. I don't know how you've survived. You had the ankle roll a couple of weeks ago, got through it. Here's the other thing. Uh, left guard, right guard hasn't mattered over his first couple of years. He has become a fixture on this Packer offensive line. And I love this stat. One penalty has been accepted against you since 2021, I think it was. Yeah, sounds about right. The Viking game late last year got nicked for holding. The only call this year was declined, so you have been penalized once in his career. That's a mi- All right, what's the secret? How do you get away with it? You just got to – it's actually the uh, color of your gloves. Is if it really? The, if the team's wearing – uh, white jerseys, I try to wear white gloves. Uh-huh. If they're wearing dark jerseys, I wear dark gloves. Uh-huh. So, that, so that really is a thing. I, yeah, I think it really is. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you That's... think it's close, you can't throw your hands up. You kind of just slowly let off, and hopefully the ref doesn't throw a flag <laughs> behind you. Because once you go like this and put your hands up, you're just kind of asking for uh, really? to get a yeah. holding call. Yeah. So, so that you would attention admit to the uh, yeah, umpire or yeah. whoever. Yeah, I get it. You'd admit that you probably should have more calls against you. You're just a oh, better actor yeah. than uh, others. There's the holding on every single play. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I I could probably get called for holding three, four times a game, but I guess uh-huh. they just look out. But you're sometimes. on the inside too. That helps. It's a <laughs> it lot easier to see the hook and grabs. It does guys yeah. coming around the edge, uh, and uh, yeah, like you said, you're a good actor, but not as good as Zach Tom. That flop. In Vegas. That was great. was yeah. one of the greatest of all time. It, it was really funny, and it kind of came at a time when we needed it, too. I think That's true. Um, extra extra 15 yards never hurts either. And, Especially uh, the way the offense is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. And uh, I like how Zach was kind of getting after number 98, and the 98 kind of has a reputation of being a little bit of a hothead, and Zach took advantage of it. And I yeah. love it. We loved it in the line room. It was a nice little laugh. I'd say a little bit exaggerated, but they got, they got the call. and you know, those, are, those are big yards. All uh, right, big picture, though, John. You come in as a sixth-round pick, COVID year. It's just crazy. I mean, that no camp, whatever. Um, how did you kind of get yourself in a position to just get in there, get on the field, and not let go, and now three and a half years? Yeah, it's it's really been a lot. Even going back to my rookie year, um, no real preseason, just all kind of training camp. And next thing you know, week one of my rookie year, I get thrown in there against the Vikings remember, late in the third yeah. quarter, not having played one snap of NFL football, no preseason at all, and uh, no no crowd either. So I think that really helped. But you know, having those games with no crowds and 
it wasn't really too nerve-wracking because it felt like really just a practice out there. I think that really prepared me to, you know, my second year really kind of taking over from there, and uh, everything's been going pretty smooth since then. I'll say. Yeah, that's really interesting. We, we like to ask the guests, like, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Yeah, I mean, that's in. just so unique, that experience. But is there something from that rookie year that really stands out to you as your welcome to the NFL moment? Um, for my rookie year, I think my welcome to the NFL moment was um, growing up, I kind of always remember watching Sunday Night Football on TV. And then um, my rookie year, I think it was midway through the first quarter, our center, Corey Lindsley, he kind of was dealing with an issue all week, and he let he had to come out the game, so they put me in at guard, and I'm playing on Sunday Night Football, you know, something I've grown up watching uh, my whole life and kind of been there, and, you know, I'm ner- so nervous and uh, going in there, having a great time. You know, I was playing really loose, really free, going out against a great player, playing against uh, Akeem Hicks. Um, mm. that, was, that was a big challenge, but, you know, after I was able to do that, I really, you know, felt that I was accustomed to the NFL now. And, you know, being a rookie, you know, Akeem got after me a little bit, but we did enough and we had a big win there on Sunday Night Football. And that's a really good memory and uh, a great time. And now availability is the best ability. And you've yeah. been able to survive while everything around that offensive line has been absolute chaos. I mean, the David Bakhtiari thing has just got to been gut-wrenching for you guys you know to yeah. see what he has had to go through and have this go on and on and on and on with another surgery i'm not sure if he's had it we haven't seen dave since we last talked to him a couple of weeks ago but elton's out for a while you know you and josh i think are the only two that have gone all five so far yeah that's tough and some kids on the bookends with zach tom on the right side and and rasheed over on the left um it's just hard to kind of hold it together it is yeah um it's difficult. There's a, there's a lot that really goes on behind the scenes with Dave that I don't think uh, other people get get to see, and it's really tough. He's really been struggling. Um, just whatever's going on with him, his body's just not reacting uh, correctly. But this whole off season, these past few years, we've kind of just always had you know it's kind of cliche to say, but the next man up mentality, and that's just how it's been. And I think guys like. Rasheed Walker and Caleb Jones and Zach Tom, that you know, they've really taken that to heart and they stepped up this training camp and we didn't know when we were gonna need Rasheed, but he had a great training camp and I thought he was really prepared to take over the season if need be and after week one, you know, that became you know, yes. we needed him out there and same thing with Elton. Elton goes down and Royce is a player that's played a lot of football for us and he kinda jumped in there, really didn't skip a beat. So I think it's kind of a testament really to um, our coaches and our O-line as a unit being able to do that. and um, I feel like we, we've been solid for these first few games. And, you know, obviously, there's a lot to get better. And uh, looking forward to you know the challenge in uh, Denver. Speaking of injuries, it's going to be really nice to get Aaron Jones back and healthy, right? I mean, he's such a difference maker running behind you guys in that offensive line. Yeah. Aaron Jones definitely, I think, in my opinion, the best player in our football team. And anytime he's not out there on that field, you know, it's going to be a little different. The play calls are going to be different. Um, when he when you put the ball in his hands, he just moves differently with the ball than anybody on the field. He kind of floats and maneuvers around the field, and we have special plays for Aaron. And Aaron just is such a good feel for the blocking scheme and pattern. And 
his ability to fit, fit through the tiniest holes and turn those runs that look like they should be, you know, one, two yards and to eight, nine, sometimes 15 plus is uh, unbelievable. And we really missed that. And, uh, I mean, A.J. has been doing really well, too. I really, I really like when I see him at A.J. Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wisson. And when those guys get going, too, that's really going to help us. But like you said, Aaron Jones, yeah, having him out there is definitely a, a difference time maker. With, we visited with Steno today, offensive coordinator Adam Senovich, getting Jones back and not having him for really – Three quarters of the Bear game you had him, yeah. and then just kind of a little bit coming back when he came off the hamstring, and then it pulled again. So really he's not even, I don't think, gotten in a full game out of the five. No. Totally. Uh, such a difference to this offense. He's the senior playmaker on this team with so many kids on the perimeter, not to mention a first-year starting quarterback. That has been a significant detriment, and I think part of the reason why it's been such a struggle for you guys to kind of get going early because there's just not that consistent playmaking ability when for Jones sure. is not there. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you look at it on paper. Our oldest receivers are in their second year, yeah. and Romeo and Christian. Uh, we have two three rookie tight ends. Three rookie, three, two, three yeah, rookie tight sense, ends. Yeah. And uh, when Aaron Jones isn't in there, we got, I mean, A.J., but A.J.'s been around a long time, just as long as me. And like you said, first-year starting quarterback and – we got a rotation kind of pretty much everywhere, like especially on our O line. We're we're missing, we were missing two of our best players on True. the offense, and Dave and Owen. I mean, that's really no excuse, but there's a lot of moving parts. But this is the NFL, you know. Plays have to be made, and you know, there's jobs out there, people's livelihood. And that's why, you know, even Brian Gutekunst, when the season began, said, "I just really want to see all this young talent, and there is talent." Yeah. Romeo, Christian, we've seen it. Yeah. Uh, start growing together but they just haven't had that opportunity because there's just been so many missing or moving parts sure. to this thing let's get everybody back and let's see where it goes you mentioned new starting quarterback this year big storyline talk about jordan love the leader in the locker room and then on the field in the huddle for you guys yeah i think um those years uh jordan sitting behind aaron been really good for his development um you can kind of see uh, when he was behind Aaron, you know, more reserves, more quiet, uh, you know, because at that moment it was Aaron's team. But kind of after everything with him was all sorted out, you really saw this different Jordan really step up. Um, he's up front. He's forward with everything. You know, he takes charge, takes command in the huddle. He's always one of the first person to speak up. He's a great leader. Um, guys really look for him, uh, look towards him for support and everything like that. And, you know, he brings you this, like, kind of – sense of calm in the huddle like he doesn't get rattled uh, kind of look in his eyes and you know that you know he's ready for what's about to happen and as an offense and I think especially offensive line you know that makes me that makes you feel comfortable you're like all right like he's ready like let's do this let's protect him let's give him time and I think people have seen early on that once you get Jordan enough time he's going to find some holes in the defense and make some big plays and um, we just we just got to keep going and doing that and I think Jordan's really settling in and I think we should have a good uh Good game this week. It's going to be an interesting transition from a guy who is always asking questions or just kind of minding his business yeah. to suddenly making the statements. Yeah. You know what I'm you know, yeah. saying? To take that role vocally as well as how he prepares, how he plays, all that sort of thing. That's going to be a very interesting transition. And quite honestly, I, I agree with you. I think he's been very seamless in this yeah. thing because of the ramp up and now having this team be his team. 
I've seen it. You know, we've seen it. We've seen really good, smart decisions. We've seen some tough plays. But, again, with everything else with this young team, the ups and downs can be severe at times. That's just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. John Runyon, our guest tonight. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. More with the Packers' offensive guard when we return to the narrow bridge. Plate and pour in the fifth quarter. Coming back right after this. We now return to the fifth quarter. Live from Narrow Bridge, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Welcome back, everybody. Matt Z and Mark Daniels live from Narrow Bridge. We are brought to you by our friends from Robinson's Heating and Cooling, one of the greatest sports sponsors in the history of sports radio talk shows. They've been with us for a long, long time. Giveaway tickets to the home games, pro shop gift cards, when the pack's away, our hot and cold place sponsored by them, although we're not going to be doing that tonight because there are no hot and cold place today to talk about nonetheless but anyway welcome back american metal roofs too as one of our sponsors and of course new era hats card and coin packer city antiques our sponsors in kind as well always some stuff to give away at the end of the show john runyon our guest tonight steno says uh play side blocking power kind of the that's the other thing about aaron jones not playing and aj Dillon getting the bulk of the carries suddenly you're more of a between the tackles team Rather than a wide zone stuff, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So he he Steno was saying, let's just get a little stronger at the point of attack when we are between the tackles and we'll see this running game even progress further. Although I thought AJ ran as hard as he has all season in Vegas a week ago tonight. Yeah, I think um, our offense is mainly kind of built on, you know, what Aaron Jones is best at, which is the outside zone scheme. And I think obviously Aaron and AJ have a little bit of different bodies. I'd so say. when uh, we have Aaron, uh, AJ in there, we like to, like you said, between the tackle, a little inside run, gas game, stuff like that. Uh, a little more tailor made to AJ's uh, play style. And that's something, I mean, I think our bread and butter is the outside zone game, but that's obviously not AJ's, you know, right. his uh, favorite, you know, type of runs. So when we go those downhill, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts on that. There's a little bit of penetration kind of blows the play up and, True. Uh, and getting the defense is stretched out is kind of what we like to do with Aaron Jones back there. All eleven, you know, yeah. one of the guys up front, whatever, yeah. it just can get out of sync in a hurry. There's no question about that. Matt Flores said something last week which I thought was interesting. He thought he was going to even take a look at some things other teams are doing around the NFL uh, and maybe even stealing some ideas. I got one. Did you see that Miami play yesterday? See? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the wide motion, okay, and then the action is left, and then a little flare to the right to Mostert, and the only guy that's capable of making the play is easily walled off by that guy in motion, and it was an easy to Let's see that play. I'd like to see that. But, again, <laughs> without Jones, a lot less motion, jet sweep stuff. It's just because you run so much off of the basics – that that's been kind of limited too, and that's kind of the whole thing about why this offense just hasn't been able to get going. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think going into this, I heard you talking earlier. We have a great opportunity against a team who not been playing so well, and no. uh, we haven't been playing very good in the first half of games. And I think it's a great opportunity to get stuff turned around going into Denver. I'm kind of excited to play at the altitude. I don't really know how it's feel how it's going to feel. Never it's been going to feel any different. I, I've n- never okay. been at the yeah. altitude out there, so um, I think it's one of those games. Uh, hopefully, Aaron Jones is out there, but really hoping the coaches still believe in us and lean on the run game, which I think we did a good job. I mean, 
better job than we did uh, against the Raiders leaning on that run game. And I feel like we were getting four, I think we averaged almost five yards a carry, which is uh, kind of what you're looking for uh, in the about run game. those starts, John? Is it just too many zero or negative plays, penalties behind the sticks that it just can't get into a flow, <laughs> get into a rhythm? Yeah, from what I've felt, it seems if we get a negative play, whether it's like five yards or one yard, like every time we have a negative play, that the drive is pretty much over. That's what it seems like. We're, we have a penalty. We have a false start, a holding. We're sitting there at first and 20 or first and 15 behind the sticks. I think how young our offense is right now, getting ourselves behind the sticks, and we're sitting there in second and 10 or first and 15. I think the just, average yards on third down against Vegas was eight plus. Yeah, and I think it's uh, a hard way to make a living. Yeah, the in the game before that too, I think it was like third and nine too, and there's just not a lot of plays to get you conversions on third and eight, third and nine conversion rate on that is probably fifteen yeah. percent. So right. getting ahead of the stakes, getting positive those early downs, second and six, those third and threes is kind of where you really want to be yeah. living. Yeah. You mentioned the the youth on offense. One of the young guys, rookie this year, was supposed to be our guest tonight. Wide receiver Jaden Reed from Michigan State University. You went to Michigan. You're a Wolverine. Is it classic Spartan behavior to bail on their commitments? Yeah, I mean yeah, that makes yeah. sense. They're they're kind of bailing on their season already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't, that's a fact. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got MSU coming up. Do yeah. So big brother taking on little brother. You're expecting, exactly. I would imagine. Yeah, me me and Jaden were talking about it earlier today, and he really, I can just tell, but he owns no part of it. Like he's he's already. No, he already knows Michigan's going to win, so not really too worried about it. He doesn't. Right. Yeah. He doesn't want to make bets in the locker no. room, nothing like that. No, he wa- he wants nothing to do quiet. with it. Yeah, yeah. be pretty quiet. All uh, those Wolverines. Wow, they're looking Coach good. Harbaugh's got him rolling. Yeah, I was at the game uh, with my fiance this weekend. It was a little, little cold and rainy, but always a great time getting back to Ann Arbor. It's a well, that was a beautiful Hoosiers, town, right? What is that? What? Michigan, you guys played Indiana this yeah, week? Uh, yeah, we, we played Indiana they this week. They hit you weekend. for a trick one early, right? Yeah, we were down 7-0 pretty much the entire first quarter and then scored 52 unanswered after that. And that's uh, just how college this football This quarterback you guys <laughs> Once you guys woke up, it was like, all right, this okay. is Indiana. Exactly. Let's win. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's... Yeah, but so, big, bigger fish are coming. So exactly. you played at Michigan. Your dad played at Michigan. Was it always Michigan for you? Was that always the, the dream school? The legacy? I think I think uh, it was definitely on the table. I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, I had a lot of friends that went to Penn State. I think Penn State was on the table. My dad always told me that I could go wherever I wanted as long as it wasn't Ohio State, though. So <laughs> that, that one was off the table for sure. So it was either Michigan or Penn State, but I really don't think Penn State really wanted me that bad. So Michigan did, and I'm really glad I made the decision to go there. You mentioned your dad said, no way you play for the Buckeyes. Now, we had Rashawn Gary on the show earlier this season, another Michigan alum, and I asked him about, is that hatred for OSU real? And he paused and said, I can't even put into words how much hate I feel towards Ohio State. Can you put into words what that feeling is like for a Wolverine and and a Buckeye? Um, it's really tough, honestly. Uh, ever since I've been here, my center has been an Ohio State guy. Uh-huh. I was going to say, Josh yeah. is a Buckeye. And Corey Lindsley was too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
I like them at I like them as you know my center, but them as people, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of understand <laughs> being around them. It's really difficult, and uh, I feel like there's kind of a language barrier between us now. Yeah. <laughs> is is that something when you get onto campus at Michigan that they are preaching right away that it's OSU, OSU, this is the game, this is the matchup, this is our our rival, big yeah, rival. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the big one, and. Like it coming up this weekend, it's Michigan State. That's that's because there's a lot of there's a lot of Michigan kids on the team. And mm-hmm. Those are that's a really big games because all the kids in Michigan either go to Michigan or Michigan State, and that's a really big in-state rivalry. So it's Michigan State, Ohio State. And when I was there, we played Notre Dame, but I don't think we played it anymore. It's about twenty thirty. So those are really big three rivalries, but definitely the Ohio State one is the biggest one because no. the way the Big Ten set up right now, if you win that game, you get to the Big Ten championship, but. We'll see how everything goes going forward because now we got a few Pac-12 teams in there now. So yeah, it's going to be completely different. The yeah. division things are going away. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they're going to set it all up. You, you a fan of these conglomerates that are becoming college football conferences? I think I think it'd be much better, uh, much better college football viewing. I mean, my perspective, just looking at Michigan season, like not trying to hate on the schools they played, but. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, kind of snooze fest. And you look at the schedule next year, they they play Texas, Oregon, Washington, uh-huh. uh, you know, Ohio State, Penn right. State. Like, those are some, those are some big time, USC, those are some big time games coming up. And it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of big college football games in the regular season early on. Yeah, yeah, no. But that's what they want. Cupcake like. you. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's. College that's, football. That's what they want. That's, yeah, football that's football. for sure. Yeah. No question about oh, it's all about the money, of course. Exactly. Yeah, no question no. about it. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. John Runyon, our guest tonight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, talk a little more about his uh, growing up in Philly. Son of an NFL pro football lineman as well. And we got lots to look forward to with the Denver Broncos. We'll touch on what we can expect Sunday in the Mile High City. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns to the Narrow Bridge right after this. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, live from Narrow Bridge. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Yeah, busy with John Runyon, our guest on this bi-week edition. Packers and Broncos coming up on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more about Denver in a couple of minutes. Uh, John, you were talking about, you know, growing up in Philly, son of an NFL offensive lineman. You know, you were kind of ready or knew what to expect, I would think, from professional football. Growing up, son of a professional football player. Yeah. Was a pretty good idea. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. My dad uh, played 14 years in the NFL. So a I was. teams your dad played for. Yeah. I, uh, I, really able, I was really able to see, you know, what it takes, what he went through. Because when he retired, I was in seventh grade, which is kind of unheard of, especially for offensive linemen. It kind of just nowadays in the NFL, being a player having a seventh grade son on the team. But. I was in the locker room all the time amongst the guys, and it was a really great experience growing up, being around them and kind of idolizing them and, you know, kind of under my dad always being there for me in high school and giving me pointers like that. And, you know, it's just a coach at home anytime I want any question I needed. And I think it was great as well um, coming from him and, and having that resource in high school and going to a program like Michigan, being under Coach Harbaugh and, you know, his professional uh, experience True, yeah. too and I think that was really big in my you know, development and where I'm at today uh, playing football right now yeah now your dad was in politics from 2010 to 2014 he was a congressman any aspirations of you becoming the next speaker of the house 
<laughs> no, I, I know. I know the job's open right now, or it might have might, might have been taken up. Uh, I'm not too sure. I no, no, they're, they're holding a vote oh, they're, for they're Jim Jordan going. tomorrow, but it oh, doesn't look great. I mean, and, you know, and anyone could step into this thing. Yeah, you don't have to be a you congressman to, to take be a the job. Congressman to be the speaker. Yeah, I don't really have as of right now any political aspirations going forward. So no. I think I have to decline the speaker of the house job for now. <laughs> not, not, what, not too your, interested. What led in your dad into that? It's such a difference. This is not unprecedented. There have been a lot of athletes who've become congressmen. Yeah, I, I really have no idea. I think at its core, it was him trying to, he said, help people and help the people in, uh, you know, his, I forget, his district. And uh, he enjoyed it while he did it. He served two terms and he kind of got out in the end because just, you know, dealing with the, poli- the career politicians they have in Washington. It wasn't really his type of thing. And I think, I think we need more of that in Washington now going forward. I'm with you on that. But no yeah. political aspirations for you after no, football? No, after I make this statement, no. no. Yeah. After I made that, no, no political aspirations out of me. John Rudin, our guest tonight. Uh, so, uh, what did you do on the bye weekend other than go to the Ann Arbor game? Uh, kind of just hung around, you know, catching up on time uh, with my fiance Tori. She's in the crowd tonight. I'm going to give Tori. her a shout-out. Yeah. Um, played with our dog, uh, sat, around the, sat around on the couch, uh, Got some much need. I slept into about a eleven o'clock. I know. I love sleeping a, in. Man. On a I get up way too early. Wednesday and Thursday, slept yeah. until eleven o'clock. It felt really good. Able to do that for once. I think Matt Floor said, "I want you guys to think about getting better in one aspect of your game while you're away." Uh, what was the one area that you thought about? Um, for me, it was kind of um, this thing. You going out there. Like everybody kind of sees the game, but being a player, there's kind of this game that's inside the game where you're trying to give the illusion that you're doing something else, but kind of doing something a little different, trying to throw off the defense or the guy that you're blocking one-on-one. And I think I've been trying to do that too much, getting myself in a little bit of trouble and kind of just falling back, really trusting who I am as a player and my technique. And at the end of the day, just playing football, not trying to – as people say, like Don't do too much, do too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. Really, just get back to that. Now, John, you've mentioned your fiance multiple times tonight. Do we have a date? We do. It's uh, July eighth. July eighth. Oh, he got it right. Yeah, we got it. Right. Oh, <laughs> Tori confirms that yeah. is correct. Now, is this going to be local? Do we have a destination wedding? What are what are the plans here? It's going to be. We're both from the Philadelphia area, so it's going to be over there in that area. All right. Uh, near to all of our friends and family. So. Uh, Outstanding. My sister, Lori, is a professional photographer, if you are in need. Uh, look yeah, her up. I, I think we're looking for one, too. Really? Yeah. Ooh, she's very good. Whoa. I should show you yeah. some of her work. All right. I mean, she is a celebrated, <laughs> decorated photographer. That would be great. Well, look, my sister can do your centerpieces if you're looking, too. Yeah, really? I mean, as, as long as we're getting money into our families from the Runyons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations, you two. That is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Topeka, Denver yet? Are you guys diving into that film yet? Um, take a few peeks. Um, pretty familiar with some of the guys that I'm going to go against. So played a few of them before. So Have you? Yeah. So kind of know what to expect a little bit out of them, but excited. I've never played in that stadium before. Never never actually been it's in the state of Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. excited the altitude. To head out there. Yeah, this team, for some reason... 
west of the Mississippi. I don't want to get into that, but it, it, it's it's been trouble. Yeah. Um, so who have you gone up against here? I'm looking I at some of these guys up, uh, up front. Zach Allen, DJ Jones. I okay. played Jonathan Cooper in uh, yeah in college. So pretty pretty familiar with them and what they got. But 440 yards a game, John. Yeah. Dead last. Something we got to take advantage of for game. sure. There's, yes. There'll be no excuses this week. Do not let them get healthy. No. Uh, they have really, really struggled for uh, Sean Payton uh, this year. It's just not gone well yeah. at all uh, in there. And last week they unloaded two guys on their defense. Randy Gregory was ultimately traded yeah. uh, to the Niners. Uh, they cut Frank Clark, the former chief edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, kick them while they're down, that is for sure. But uh-huh. you guys coming off the bye. You know what's in front of you now, a long 12-game stretch. So there's got to be, I know, frustration building after, you know, you had to sing it 2-1. and one. Lions tough, you know, Raiders tough. Uh, start building something here because, again, this is a wide-open league right now. Long way sure. to go. Long way Definitely. To go. A lot of games a lot of game left to be played. Uh, and I think it's kind of evident what everybody saw this weekend with the 49ers losing, the Eagles losing. The Bills, I mean, I don't know, like coming down to the last play of the game. and it's uh, a giant team that's, you know, a backup quarterback. Exactly. The defenses, yeah. you know, keep guys in games, that's for sure. You never know yeah, what's going to happen. I think there's nine teams in the NFC with two or three losses or worse. So this is the three division leaders, and even Tampa Bay's now three and two. So lots of time to get some wind in the sails and see what you can make of this season. Uh, I'm not going to rule them out. You guys out, that's for sure. Yeah. Before we let you go, you've got the Packers Halloween party coming up in a couple Ooh, of weeks. It's a couple weeks from tonight. I, I saw the flyer in the locker room today. Yeah. What's the, the uh, What's the costume? What's the theme for you this year? Um, I don't think there's a, there's a theme to the party, but I think uh, me and Tori decided on I'm going to dress up as JFK, and she's going to be Marilyn Monroe. So. Oh! Happy birthday, yeah. Mr. Yeah. President. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean I the like cla- the classic Marilyn Monroe that everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. white dress, classic. everything. Classic. All right. Well, well, yeah. well. I think she's definitely going to pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> I might struggle, but she's she's definitely going to pull it uh, no, off. No, you could you could pull it off. We'll I see. Think. Yeah, yeah. For a man with no political aspirations, yeah, I mean, you're true. really yeah, you're, you're putting me in a corner now. Yeah. Yeah. So at at this Halloween party that the Packers throw over the years that you've been there, what's been the best costume that you've seen? Ooh. Best costume, I would say, I think uh, one of the best ones I've seen was Mercedes Lewis. He dressed up as uh, Bane from uh, one of the Batman movies. Ooh, and that'd be Rashawn Gary's. He, uh, he he went all in. He went all in for Bane, and uh, his girlfriend was uh, Catwoman. And I think they won best dress there. And nice. I think it was really evident. And they put a lot of. Hard working effort into their costumes. The show. Do do you guys that have been on the team for a while force the rookies to dress up as anything for Halloween? Is that a thing for you guys? Like you pick what they have to wear. Oh, that'd be um, good. Because you should. Yeah. I, I like that idea. We we never force them to dress up for Halloween, but we do force them to dress up for the Packers. Like welcome back luncheon before uh, the first game of the season and. Uh, this year's theme was '90s hip hop, so we had we had them dress up uh, '90s hip hop theme. Nice, no, that was that was a fun one. Little little rookies. Oh man, did, did anyone go as Vanilla Ice? 
Did you force uh, any that, vanilla ice on someone? We didn't force vanilla ice, but there's like vanilla ice kind of flavor you could see that they, yeah. they, they're going for. It was, it was a fun time. Best vanilla ice. <laughs> Musgrave, maybe? Hey, he might so. be able to do it. Yeah. Might be able to do Anders? It. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Carlson possibly. might be a good one too. Carlson, yeah, yeah good. he could do it. Speaking of Anders, I mean that kid's money. Look, force yeah. these guys to do a Halloween Ooh. thing. Yeah, we'll try our best. We'll try to get it going. You gotta mess with them. Yeah, that yeah. will be funny. All right, hey John, I can't thank you enough, and uh, I gotta ask before you go, uh, what's the beer of choice for the O line room? Uh, everybody goes Spotted Cow. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Everybody really enjoys All right. it. For bailing us out, not only you, but your Buckeye teammate to your left uh, yeah. every game. Uh, some spotted cows coming the way yeah. via the fifth quarter. And I'll you. pony up for it. So the next O-line night will, uh, will be on me. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It was fantastic. Can't tell you enough. Uh, on such short notice to come in and pinch hit the way you did, John. Uh, it's fantastic. You've been, like I said, a rock on this O-line. Uh, Long career in front of you. Stay healthy. Get after the Broncos. Let's get this thing turned around and see where it goes over the final dozen, all right? No, I appreciate you guys for having me. All right.